welcome to When the Sun Sets East, episode one, brought to you by the Music Arc and the Arc of E Network. My name is Noah. And my name is Gavin. And we're the Blanchard Brothers, and we're finally here, people. Uh, we've been teasing it for quite a bit. We put up our episode zero, and, and now it's time. And as if to take any longer, your MacBook took a shit right before we started this. Yes, if, if you must know the behind the scenes, because we do like to talk about that sort of stuff on mic. Um... This is maybe one of the latest recordings we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Not in terms of like being close to release, because we've definitely done stuff like the night before. Yeah. Uh, sometimes hours before it, it was scheduled to go up. Mm-hmm. But uh, late in terms of the fact that it's, uh, it's 12.47 in the evening at the moment. And I'll go ahead and apologize in advance. Uh, you may hear some hot June rain in the background, mm-hmm. maybe, possibly. That's a great band um, name. But hopefully that'll just make things more atmospheric. Uh, there's a thunderstorm going on currently. So apologies, but not really because we desperately need it here in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. It yeah. has been brutal uh, the last couple weeks, like 103 degrees on my drive home from work. That sort Oof. of stuff. Not not fun. Still, so I'm sure it'll still, be humid as hell tomorrow. Yeah, it'll be great. This rain. It um, is. It's technically it's, it is cooler in sunny South Florida right now than it is here. That's People true, don't that's believe true. me. Yeah. Gavin just got back from Florida recently. Yeah. Uh, you can regale us with those tales. Maybe on another cast. Man, yeah, um, not right now. Yeah, okay. I don't know. From the top, I guess we got a little bit of housekeeping before we get into the album proper. Uh, thank you, uh, first of all, for anybody that's listening right now. And it looks like quite a few people are because our episode zero, uh, thanks to the help of uh, Mr. Yoni Wolf uh, more than anything, uh, hit over 115 downloads in the first 24 hours, which for us on this little tiny podcasting network uh, that's only a little over a year old is huge. So thank you so much for everybody who's listened thus far. You hear that? And uh, now it's time for us to completely disappoint everybody. Do you hear that? Totally under deliver. You hear it floating around out there? What do I, what do I hear? Street cred. <laughs> Maybe, eventually. Maybe. That elusive street cred. So, I was just so shocked because it was like, it was like, oh, I finally made it. And I was like, no, you, you've you been around for a minute, man. Like, no, I didn't man. know that. No, there's the I don't know anything about this that, band or this person. The fact that he actually listened to it to begin with is like all I could have ever hoped for. And then the fact that he actually posted about it, you know, so everybody could get on the train, that it was such a boost. Like, I, again... For something that was just a gleam in my eye, like months ago, that I was slowly trying to pitch you towards, uh, I'm glad to see it paid off. Maybe you want, you want to pat me on the back? Yeah, a sure. Bit? I mean, because he could have had Maybe. that whole Jason Lee almost famous moment. Just don't make us look like idiots. <laughs> like he could, that totally could have yeah. been the response for sure. Uh, so, uh, one of the things that came out of uh, the exposure on on episode zero was uh, some some comments in Yoni's feed. Uh, one of which tagged a couple of their friends and was like, they beat us to it. And uh, went on to say, you know, if they don't have us on as expert guests, we'll sue. I immediately messaged back. And uh, because of that, we've got some, like, co-hosts of the show yeah. at this point. Um, you're going to be introduced to them very, very shortly, Mr. Dawood and Miss Rachel, who are Y super fans. Uh, they're going to be doing a regular segment on the show called, get this, Untethered Layers. Whoa. And Gavin does not get that because he hasn't listened to Mohlin nope. yet. Uh, but you'll get there eventually, hopefully. Hopefully you don't bail on me 
midway through this. Would that be the good drama of the show? It's like, oh man, what's I going on? I mean, the drama of the show is whether I can convince you that uh, why should be one of your favorite bands. That's that's the core. Oh. Of, that's the theme. That's why we're doing That's why we're doing this. I get it. Yes, that is why. <laughs> um, oh, God. I, that's not going to... It is It is going you know, I've to... I thought about doing a segment just called Why, where we just ask questions, but... Could we save it for the end? Because I, like, for all the notes I would take about the questions I want to ask, you know... Oh, for about, sure. And yeah. I'm, like, Dawood is an an expert, as you'll hear in just a little bit. So any questions that you come up with in the course of this that I can't answer, uh, which you'll probably have oh, many. Well, why don't uh, we do maybe this? Maybe we can ask questions to them and they can respond on the next cast. Let's do that. I'll just start, like, making questions for the next album. Like, okay, yeah, I'm talking about this one, but I've already listened to the next one. Dude, what does this mean? What's this about? Why is this here? What's going on? Like, yeah, you know, a absolutely. ton of questions. So uh, I think without further ado, maybe we'll go over them. Again, I wanted the why super fan perspective because I admittedly came to them kind of late in the game. I'm still in the midst of p- playing catch up with some of the back catalog at this point. And it was, it was great to all of a sudden have somebody on board and a great addition to the show. So without further ado... Let's uh, kick it over to Dawood and Rachel with some untethered layers about Elephant Eyelash. Untethered layers. All right, so I guess we'll introduce ourselves. My name is Dawood Natarath. Uh, I'm Rachel Tyler. Uh, and we are very big fans of Y, to put it mildly. Um, this is definitely, I've been a fan since my preteen years uh, i'm now 21 years old so uh arguably much too young to be listening to this kind of music whenever i was a 12 year old but oh, uh, no. obviously i have a very deep and personal connection with this band uh, i think rachel can agree um our our friendship has persisted through the years through a through a mutual shared love for this band um it's safe to say i think yeah. You, yeah, yeah yeah i mean i think you know I, yeah i found why in mid-high school mm-hmm. um and i think that their work is I, that's a really personal time in general. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, the band is always going to be really close to. Our yeah, heart. just hugely meaningful. It's probably one of the first bands that I remember getting into, like as a as an actual band. I would listen to music every so often, but this is the like I said, arguably I was too young to be listening to this. Uh, to Alopecia was the no, first album that I got I on. Don't agree with that. Uh, you don't agree with that? No. Uh, there's some there's some adult themes, but this uh, episode is not about Alopecia. It's about Elephant Eyelash. So Noah. First of all, thank you for having us on the show. Yeah, but thank uh, you. yeah, he wanted us to uh, talk a little bit uh, as super fans about about the history of the band, at least in this particular uh, moment of their discography, where they were, and uh, how things led up to this. Uh, this album, Elephant Eyelash, uh, was released in 2005, and it was the band's first full band studio LP. But it wasn't the first time they ever recorded as a full band. And I know this podcast is generally speaking uh, on the five full-length LPs as a full band, so uh, Elephant Eyelash, Alopecia, Eskimo Snow, Mumps, and Mohlin. Uh But like I said, this wasn't the first time they'd ever recorded as a full band. They released a Sand Dollars EP about four months before um, the Elephant Eyelash album as a full band, and then they also had another full band recording as um, it, the album was a, a live session, and it was called Almost Live in Anna's Cabin was the first time that I believe they recorded as a full band. Um, full band being Yoni, Josiah, Matt, and Doug, uh, as opposed to just Yoni. Um, this was a year after, so Elephant Eyelash was released a year after 
Yoni kind of shed Y as a moniker and brought it on as a as a full band. So it was the first full studio LP uh, with the full band, and it definitely shows that it was the first one because it's more focused than a lot of uh, Yoni's older stuff, which had a lot of it had a lot of like abstract lyricism and stuff like that. Um, in Oakland specifically, and the earlier you go, the wilder it gets uh, with Yoni's projects. Yeah. Um, but Elephant Eyelash is kind of uh, honing a very particular style down to a finer point with the full band. It's definitely got a more robust sound, definitely like a fuller sound than his uh, previous recordings did. Um, and it's a huge turning point in Wise Timeline for that very particular reason is like once they reached Elephant Eyelash before this studio album, Yoni had his hand in pretty much every single musical pie he could get in with all of his friends. He was a part of a huge number of different side projects and solo projects, um, whether it be through Cloud Dead or Green Think or Reaching Quiet or, you know, he had his own monikers as like Miss Ohio's Nameless and stuff like that. Um, once it reached Elephant Eyelash, he started focusing more on just why stuff. Uh, and he's done stuff outside of it since then, but a lot less than he used to. And so this is a huge point, at least in, in, in the history of why kind of uh, defining it as Yoni's main project um, with Elephant Eyelash as Josiah and Doug and Matt are introduced. Um, but yeah, that's just a little bit of history, I guess, just, or like a a little bit of context as to where it is. Yoni was doing a lot of stuff just as, just as himself as why, uh, it was a a little, a moniker that he used, um, for all of his solo recordings since I think he started in 99. That was the first Y tape that he ever put out was 1999. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah, man. What? Makes me feel useless as as a twenty one year old, because uh, he'd already established the the Anticon Collective, and he basically co founded an entire record label that still exists to this day. So he was nineteen, and whenever I was nineteen, I was doing nothing of the sort, um, not even close. But yeah, that's just a little bit of context, at least uh, with Elephant Eyelash, and we wanted to talk a little bit, obviously, about our our own personal experiences and our own personal connections that we have with elephant eyelash so when was the first time that you listened to it do you remember well i found why through their album alopecia mm-hmm. which i feel like a lot of fans yeah did. Definitely um agree. and then when i got more into the band I, I went through their back catalog yeah and uh downloaded all their cds mm-hmm. and everything or put them on mixtapes you yeah. know me and my sister had and playing in our car constantly um yeah, so Elephant Eyelash was one of, um, I didn't listen to that one right away, mm-hmm. but I would say, yeah, um, m- what, maybe 2012 or 2012, something, something when like I first that. heard it. Yeah, I, like, I, I mentioned earlier, I think, that Alopecia was the first one that I had ever listened to as well, and that was at a time where uh, anytime I wanted to listen to music, I would just go to Google and I would type in the artist and the album and then Mediafire, and I would just like oh. torrent, I would just pirate it right off the internet. Oh, uh, I bought mine. So. Yeah, see, uh, so I do owe, unfortunately, I'm very sorry, <laughs> I do owe the band, uh, I'm sure, like 10 bucks uh, for, for pirating. Well, my older brother did. Um, and that's actually a huge reason why I got into Y at such a young age is because I had a brother, my brother's four years older than I am. And so we would just kind of sit at home and then our brother would come home from a long day at high school, you know, and <laughs> he'd be like, check out this new music that I found. Um, so I was lucky enough to get into uh, Y at a, at a relatively early age. Like I said, my brother came home and he was, I think, at like 17. He was a junior. 
uh, and he was like, y'all listen to this. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And I listened to it. And I remember, like I said, I shouldn't have like related <laughs> to that kind of music as much as I did when I was 13 years old. But I was like, this is, this is cool. Well, I don't know. I, I disagree. Really? You're saying that, but I mean, um, I don't know. Like I said, it has some, ad- maybe I thought I was like cool for liking, uh, more mature music. Um, but at, at that time, like I said, anytime I wanted to listen to an album, I would just look up that album and then download it. And then I, so this was before I was obviously very heavy on streaming services and stuff and an entire, and a, a band's entire catalog is right there in front of you. Um, so I only listened to alopecia, I think for probably like a year or two. Uh, cause it was just like, that was the only album that I knew existed for this band. Yeah. And I wasn't at a point in my life where I was like looking up bands, discographies or anything like that. So I only listened to alopecia for a while. And then elephant eyelash, I believe was the next why uh, production that I listened to. Um, and despite alopecia being the first record that I listened to, Elephant Eyelash is the one that I hold the most nostalgia to. And I think that's, yeah, yeah. That, that's something that I was thinking about what you yeah. were listening to this album is mm-hmm. how nostalgic. It yeah. Is. And like I said, you know, I didn't even listen to it until about a year or two after I got into the band, but I have such personal memories with this, with this record. Um, and from high school, uh, like early high school, yeah. like my freshman, sophomore year, stuff like that, where I'd be like on the bus listening to speech bubbles or something like that, which I'll talk about later. And very, I mean, like, I, I will still feel nostalgic when I listen to Alopecia, but Elephant Eyelash, I think, and this is just, I mean, obviously you're free to disagree, but I think um, it's a lot easier to feel nostalgic because it's a lot easier for, like, me to enjoy and kind of, like, bop along and almost relate to Elephant Eyelash songs versus Alopecia songs. Because Alopecia songs are really, obviously, very interesting to listen to, but they're very personal to, yeah, to Yoni. So I couldn't exactly relate to a lot of the stuff that he was talking about. You know, like, I was 13 years old. I wasn't faking suicide for applause in <laughs> the food courts of malls. Um, but with Elephant Eyelash, it, it evoked like this hugely nostalgic feeling, um, particularly with Autumn. I don't know if you feel the same yes. way. Yeah, yeah. Is it the same? Um, listening to uh, Speech Bubbles or listening to, like I said, False Saddles and stuff like that whenever um, it, it just throws me back immediately into being like, you know, 15 and riding the bus to school in the morning and stuff like that. Um, and that's why I think Elephant Eyelash is one of my personal favorites. I, I, I will say that a lot, I'm sure, throughout these episodes because they're all my favorites and it's impossible for me to rank them. But um, Elephant Eyelash, for whatever reason, is just the most nostalgic to me. And I think it's just because it has that very particular feeling to it that I'm not entirely sure how to, how to how, how tangible it is or how to describe it. Um, but Well, and I think even, even as a first listener listening to it, yeah. it has a really sweet kind of... I think it's it more inviting than a lot of the other, uh, at, at the very yeah. least, alopecia and e- also mumps. Like those are very, like I said, deeply personal. It's not personal. as aggressively yeah, personal. Exactly. Um, and so it's got that nice, sweet feeling to it, which is why I personally think it's one of the most accessible Y albums, probably to date, except maybe the latest one, Mohlin. Um I feel like that's kind of re- not reverting, but going back to to a sound that's a little bit more, like you said, um, how did you put it? Like, oh, less aggressive is what you said. Yeah. Um, so. Mohlin, I think, is reverting to, like you said, a less aggressively personal side of why, where it's just just straight up pleasant to listen to. Um, it, it, it's very calming, in, in, at least some of the songs, at least some Mohlin uh, particularly. Um, but it's, it's uh, I think, easier to listen to than some of the other records. Um, but it's interesting that both of us got in on Alopecia because uh, we were talking earlier about how I think with our generation, that's very common, but with older Y fans, Elephant Eyelash, is still one of the best and one of the most personal and their first listen. Um, Obviously, because I was, what, 
nine or ten when uh, Elephant Eyelash came out, so I definitely wasn't listening uh, to this record. Uh, and I think I got in to Y right around when Eskimo Snow was dropping. Um, okay. Like I said, I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't following the band closely, so I, yeah. it could have been before, right before, right after. But I remember being, um, I remember anticipating Mumps. Uh, and I think with people who had to anticipate alopecia and had to anticipate Eskimo Snow, stuff like that, obviously Elephant Eyelash has a, has a much, uh, much deeper connection. Yeah. And an even stronger connection, uh, with, with those people who got in on the ground floor. All right. And that's where we'll put a pen in it for right now. But uh, they will be back a little later in the cast. We figured we'd go with our track-by-track kind of commentary, get Gavin's thoughts, and then we'll go back to them for their favorites towards the end. So it's so weird. We'll leave a little space because I've listened to this in advance, uh, where you know we can leave breathing room so we don't all double up on one song or anything like that. So it's just weird listening to people talk about, like, they're talking about this the way I talk about AFI. Like, AFI yeah. is my favorite band yeah, of so all time. You... It's so weird to hear that perspective, but also kind of like, I miss that. You know, like, I miss I miss having that, that like, you know, initial reaction to something that's like, oh, it's so visceral, it's in my face, I yeah, can exactly. feel it. As you could hear, they got into them in high school. Uh, yeah. Talwood mentions his older brother getting him into them. And uh, so that got me, of course, thinking, like, what were you getting me into around the same era? Uh you drove a 98, is that right? I had a 1991 91, excuse Celica. me, a 91 Toyota Celica, all I did, white. I then uh, got a 1997 Toyota. I've only ever had 15-year-old cars. This Lexus is the newest thing I've ever had, okay. and it's still four years old. It's a lot of cars, man. It's <laughs> a lot of cars. Uh, but yeah, I remember many a morning uh, riding to school with you in the Celica, and having two bands in particular just... <laughs> Beaten into my brain. Yeah. Uh, one of those is the aforementioned AFI, uh, and the other would be My Chemical Romance. And here's where we lose all of that street cred. Yep. You we were about and to it's gone. Because uh, if you've listened to any of our earlier podcasts, we'll, we will defend them to the death. Uh, mm-hmm. If you, if you want to talk shit about those bands, we will you're fight more you. More than welcome to, but we will always argue for them uh, being very unfairly shoved into a genre that you know, don't pigeonhole them. Don't yeah. pigeonhole either one of them. Nope. Okay, go back, listen to those records. Uh, that's all I'm going to say for right now. Maybe, maybe down the road. I don't I don't have a title in the moment, but if you wanted to tackle the two of them, that, oh. could, that could be a fun cast. Yeah, dude. We, like, stack the albums against each other, obviously, at a certain point. Oh, dude, yeah. MCR Why did we not think of this stuff, already? But, huh? Well, no, we just started from Sing the Sorrow, and we go through, because we've got... So, like, Sing the Sorrow and Bullets. Then we've got December Underground and... The, I see the listeners just okay. dropping off right now. Or it's, this is it, not what they do yeah. that for. Yeah, no, it's December Underground and Three Cheers. Then we've got uh, Crash Love and uh, goes up against uh, the Black Parade. And then we've got um, the Burials that goes up oh, against oh. that. And then we stop it because I don't... I, I've listened to the new AFI album on repeat, love some of the songs. Not, not the biggest fan. But okay, yeah. So shout out to AFI, best band of all time. My brother said that. In in Gavin's my opinion, humble opinion. Yeah. So, like I said, let's let's get it back on track okay. for the people that are here to hear about why. Yeah. Um, 
Do you want to do general thoughts from the top, or do you want to just dive in track by track? Um, How do you want to approach it? We haven't really talked off mic about the overall structure, other than we're going to go track by track, but do you want to give your overall thoughts, and then we'll get deeper into it? Yeah, I can do that. Um, okay, I, so, I, first listen. I, I don't really know what I'm listening to. What am I, what is this? Okay. What's this stuff? Okay. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the whole AFI Just, thing. You know, I think give me, it gives pit, everybody give me, a, a little bit of an idea of like, this is, this is what Gavin's Look at this douchebag. Look at what he listens to. Yeah, I get All it. All right. Um, no, give me your elevator pitch on this album. Although not the band. Don't talk about anything about him or the band. Just like, give me the elevator pitch for this album. Why should I listen to it? Why should I care? I'm just, just curious. I like it. It's, it's, it's neat and different. But, like, me saying neat and different probably cheapens it because, like, AFI is my favorite band. Yeah. So, you know, we, I, I get it. Well, I, okay. The uniqueness, uh, first of all, would be the thing that stands out most for me. Yeah. Yoni's vocals are incredibly unique. His songwriting, the song structure, the, the sound of the album itself. To, I love bands that just don't sound like anybody else. Again, my aforementioned favorite band, Modest Mouse. Uh, and to me... There's echoes of them in some other bands, bands from the same area around the same period of time. You're built to spills, that sort of thing. But I guess that's to why, me, yeah. they still have a very wholly unique sound to them. And I've always just been attracted to that in general. And another thing that attracts me is very, very personal songwriting, very mm-hmm. hard on sleeve sort of stuff, or getting to see inside somebody's brain or thought process. And Again, this was not my first Y record. Like a lot of people, it was Alopecia. This is one I initially went back to. Wasn't, you know, bowled over by it. But it's when I came back around in the last couple of years and I've been really re-exploring them and found that, like, I, I love all of them at this point. I'll say that from the top. But I feel like this is a very good introduction and really sets the table for where they're going to go over the course of the next four albums we're going to talk about afterwards. I feel like kind of every shade of them is encompassed in this record. Mm -hmm. I I personally feel like it's very diverse. Uh, I think some sections uh, feel mildly not repetitive, but songs that are in the same vein, and maybe sequencing. Like, I'm not a huge fan of, like, resequencing albums and stuff, but... I could maybe see this one being toyed with in interesting ways, and we can maybe talk about that as we go. But um, I'm I'm a huge fan overall, and this one is one that continues to grow on me the more and more I listen to it. And I should say, prior to this uh, recording, I'm probably at about twenty plus like full listens to the album hmm. cumulatively. Uh, about ten of those in the last week. So, I'm at I'm at I'm at two. Okay, so. Fair enough. Yeah. That's all All I asked was for once. So the fact that you, you know, mm-hmm. went the extra mile, that's why twice. I love you, brother. Yep. I appreciate that. Right. But it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a pill. It wasn't anything hard to swallow. I just, well, I'm glad to hear so, that. so, like, I want you to tell me, like, I keep reading about this guy's, in, like, it's a big deal with hip hop and, like, it's a big, like, I guess more of, like, maybe indie hip hop underground. Like, what I know, who, well, if anything, is there a moment before any of this to where I would have seen this dude or this dude would have been like on a featured track with somebody I might know? Do you have any idea? Not in your wheelhouse, honestly. But like, um, go ahead. No, I mean, well, just give me a name of something big. Like, what's the big? Okay, so before this album, 
what's the biggest thing that's that's gone on where you would know where people who are like I guess on the on my side of the table would be like who's that dude like why do I know that sound why do I know that look I mean you've obviously mentioned Bellflower for the next one and like spoiler alert listen to like the first three tracks off Alopecia shit's dope as fuck yeah like, I know so much <laughs> like I'm just like let's just talk about that one I, I, I like this one, but I thought, it, but you gotta, okay. you gotta set the table. And that's the whole thing. As you heard Dawood and Rachel talk about prior to this, there's like this whole back history that we could do an entire cast about. And we may at some point, that is the buildup to this full band Y album. And I feel like maybe I sold it to you, not incorrectly, but I mentioned the hip hop angle mm-hmm. and this is like, that underground hip hop style being honed into a full band indie rock, just blender. Mm -hmm. And this is like the honing of a sound. So as maybe rough around the edges, as you might've thought some of it was, or not as palatable. And I don't know how you felt about it. We'll get into it. But this really, for a lot of people, when you read reviews at the time, uh, you know, it got the, the coveted positive review from pitchfork. And of course they mentioned it there that, they feel like this is like, you know, the most zoned in Yoni's been, the the best thing he's done thus far, and are really championing like the full band sound. Mm-hmm. So I felt like it was okay to kind of throw you into the deep end, essentially, even though you don't have all these building blocks of the side projects, Jaime's Basement, Cloud Dead, uh, Reaching Quiet, all, all of this other stuff. But I wanted you to kind of see their evolution as a full band, because I think album to album as we go forward there are huge differences but everything is of a cohesive feel and i think it's a really distinct body of work those five lps specifically so uh, we can go ahead and let all the air out of this room the only hip-hop i had ever heard of with like a band involved beforehand was like the roots and gym class heroes and that's it and I've, Again, we just left everyone. Everyone is that, gone. That no one is listening just anymore. Illustrated for everybody, the the subtle differences. I'm between not talking the about. I'm, not, I'm talking like, listen. Anything past as cruel as school children is dumb. The the paper cut chronicles is okay. Okay. But you got to understand, we live in the early 2000s, fueled by ramen, everything era. That's that's just where I am. <laughs> I I love it. I I, wouldn't, uh, I grew out of it. Why uh, would you want to leave here? <laughs> It's so fun, brother. Why would you want to leave? Okay. <laughs> Without further ado, uh, you, you want to jump in? Yeah, let's jump in. All right. First track, Crushed Bones. All right, so. It's got that dope. I mean, it's got. Very melodic, draws yeah. you in. Love Josiah's drums right here. And then that just like slightly distorted guitar. Like, you're, you're feeling it, right? Yeah, 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 totally. You're going along. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, there we go. Yeah, this is definitely, it's, I don't know. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Here, here we go. Listen. June rain, I get it. Good job. See, I'm not gonna be able to make these jokes. It's a wooden coaster with a medium hill height, mean high hill to flat ground ratio. You know, I 
hoodies and khakis as was the style and back here. And us in navy blue hoodies and khakis. Yeah. So you're going in cold to inhaling crushed bones through a dried up whiteout pen. Like, where where's your head at? Just talk me through it, brother. <laughs> Okay, so you know the scene where they're all on the chocolate river, and it's like, there's no <laughs> earthly way of knowing. That is where I'm at right now. Okay. What is this? Where are we going? What are we doing? But you're intrigued. What is life? Is <laughs> Why did Jesus leave? Like, it's just all these different ridiculous questions you have. Okay. But, yeah, no, I'm intrigued. I want to know more. But that's the thing, man. Like, there's so much that's thrown at me, and I'm just like, what is, blah, 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 blah. You know, like, okay, I just listened to the newest Kanye album, and when he talks about, like, Russell Simmons says he's going to pray for me, I'm going to pray for him, too, because he got me, too. Like, there's this whole, like, backwards diss about, like, he's dissing Russell Simmons because, like, Russell Simmons has a, a Me Too problem because of this whole Me Too thing. I get that, but there's all this random shit going on in every one of these songs, and I'm like, what does it mean? Like, I... I <laughs> I'm dumb. I need you to tell me what it means. I will say this. Having listened to what what the co-hosts have said about it, the thing I can appreciate about it most is they, you know, it's a bunch of different poetic, you know, just wax, po whatever you want to call it, wax poetic, whatever you want to do, all coming to him being filtered through this music. And just from the simple, like, standpoint of being able to articulate that into something that is catchy melodic draws you in wants you you know come on come on this journey with me i can appreciate that from an artistic point of view but like the the neanderthal of me is like what the hell does this all mean tell me now <laughs> I don't please like it. it's different yeah. it's so weird yeah uh totally but you know i think an amazing opening track uh you'll hear dawood and rachel's thoughts on it of course in a little bit but I think this, coupled with Yo-Yo Bye-Bye, which we'll get to in just a second, perfectly set the table for what you can expect from Y in general. Uh, Crush Bones builds to um, a very intense, driving, almost scary finale, um, and then kind of cools off towards the end. Nice little instrumental section that takes you into the calmer, quieter side of Yo-Yo Bye-Bye, yeah. which we'll listen to right now. I was walking through San Antonio before sound check. I was looking for some poor to do pull ups on. I'd like to talk much longer. But I'm on somebody else's cell phone's time. I love the line, we love and hate, like the tattooed fist. Mm -hmm. Night of the Hunter, movie that mom introduced me to yes. when I was super little. Uh, 
more popularized, possibly at this point. Of course, do the right thing. Yes. Radio Rahim, one hand's always fighting the other hand. Um, but I love that imagery. Uh, I'm fucking and, cold like a Dairy Queen blizzard. Yeah, we get a nice... That shit uh, is dope. A nice name check early on. Who yeah. doesn't like a DQ blizzard? I don't know, the last time I had one was from the gas station of 15 and 20, and I got, like, really bad diarrhea, so I'm, I'm never eating from that one again. Thanks for sharing. Yep. Uh, as about always. three years ago. My brother said that. Yep. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'll use the sound drop all the time, Everybody, you but just I, go you back better to believe I'm going to that on a regular basis, because uh, my brother says some dumb shit sometimes. Yep. Um, a lot of dumb shit. <laughs> uh but yeah, you're immediately uh, that's you get other shades of you. Know, what? Excuse me. Yeah, you're, the co-hosts earlier said I, I'm not going to remember their names. I'm sorry. Dawood and Rachel. Okay, Dr. Earlier they said um, his name starts with a D. You right? can just call them the untethered layers if if that helps you. Uh, how about uh, so the layers or like Rachel Wood or hey, like like Darich 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 Darich. Darich be saying earlier that they feel like he'd be oh, making God, some creative. This Sorry, yeah. <laughs> oh, they felt like he had take, taken a bunch of creative writing stuff, and I'm like, I'm not fucking smart enough to listen to this stuff. I don't know stuff. Like, I get the love and hate thing, well, again, but then yeah, I get it. But, but it doesn't process until I'm hearing about DQ blizzards, and I'm like, where am I going? Right. Yeah. I bet that's why multiple listens are rewarding. Yeah. And one of those artists where I'm like. Pull up the lyrics while you're listening to it. I can't. iPhone. It's not on like iMusic. Okay. Like I downloaded it, but it doesn't come up to give me the lyrics when I get the chance. You you pull them up on a separate tab. A lot of times I'm driving though. Okay. Don't don't text. Oh yeah, don't text and don't read lyrics and drive. While you're driving. Stay safe, kids. Uh, Yeah, but immediately you're seeing other shades of Yoni's vocal. I feel like he's got an incredible range. And you'll continue to see that. Some of it's a little augmented through production, but a lot of it is just like straight up him. And again, this one's not like, not a standout for me, but I think it's a build towards where we're going to get with the centerpiece of the album. Uh, so moving, moving on to uh, Rubber Traits, track three. We've got a nice little, nice melodic intro, and uh, I'm actually going to speed this one along a little bit, and we're going to jump in right here. Like a cut. 
It's the Wii that really do it for me there. They do it in every song, but especially Absolutely. this one I can I, I love the build in this one. Uh-huh. It's got a basically, it has like a dun, 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 like a building tone just towards. Just drive and then yeah. you almost feel like you're just about to fall off a cliff. I'm but waiting then constantly you for fall. what's. You're yeah. just elevated. Like, I, I love the song. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't want to. Uh, when I feel like I could have gone longer, what you what do you, what do you think he's talking about, brother? Um, well, there's humping on a bed of nails, so like, I don't know, maybe sex doesn't want doesn't want to come early, possibly. Yeah. that's what I always think of when I listen to it. I don't know if that's what he's going for. Haven't researched it further. So this 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 bed of nails, um, is it on fire? And does she only come when she's on top? Those are the questions <laughs> I have. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Um, I have a question for you uh, from earlier, actually. Uh, what kind of man are you, Gavin? Navy blue hoodie and khakis? Or fishnets, hats, and canvas shoes? Oh, what year did this come out? <laughs> 2005. Yeah, I would have definitely been fishnets. I uh, totally wore all black in high school. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Now Gavin I do like a... We got I... our school handbook rewritten mm-hmm. that said, uh, men, mm-hmm. young men, couldn't could paint their fingernails. Paint their nails could not display feminine quality, dude. You think that shit's still in effect right now? I don't know. I'd love I mean, to get a it copy is of small town Sumter, Scumter, South Carolina. Yep. Uh, speaking of which, my reunion, my ah, ten year yes. fucking reunion. I knew that was coming next up. weekend. Are you going? Of course I'm going. Where is it see at? What that's gonna be like uh, the city center in in Sumter. <laughs> Never been. Okay, we'll Here's... see what happens. We'll see who shows, but yeah, yeah. Gavin got the entire uh, thing rewritten, basically his own little personal section, all mm-hmm. because he painted his nails black, dyed his hair. This was during that whole AFI my chem phase mm-hmm. that I mentioned. Listening to a lot of Joy Division. Yep, a lot of Joy Division. Confusion and street, it all. There's some street cred back there, dude. I feel yeah, like there's I was a decent say, amount of crossover, dude. Joy Division uh, and that, like, if fans. if I again, I. There were threads where I was like, yeah. I can see Gavin really digging them. That's why I wanted to do this. Because, like, you know, when you were like, you should go, we're going to do a podcast about why. In my brain, I'm going, oh, yeah, that's the one that sounds like Joy Division. He's been trying to get me to do. And I listened to this. I was like, oh, this isn't that band. Never you know, mind. Because what you were thinking <laughs> of is Future Islands. Yes. Uh, who have toured with why. And okay. I'll totally do a Future Islands cast with you after this. So we're also seeing them in September. First time I'm getting to see them. It, it's going to be a great fall, dude. Yeah. I'm I'm. I'm looking forward to it, <laughs> and hopefully you will come to the uh, the Asheville show. I will go to. I will just because they just added on a bunch of dates, which is awesome. I already had tickets to the DC show, so if Veronica can't go to the DC show, if you want a road trip with me to that, yeah, let me know. Uh, I could I could use a companion. I've only gone through DC a on a train. Drive. We can kill some podcasts together. Yeah, listening to them, not recording them. No, but. definitely. Not. Oh, dude, could you imagine trying to record in a car? Probably not that bad. Yeah. Yoni's got a few on the Wandering Wolf that are like recorded in the back of a van. Sound great. Yeah. We need to get, uh, it, I'm, I'm curious what exactly he uses, but I'm pretty sure I've seen it pictured before, but it literally is just like a twin head mic that yeah. plugs right into the base of your iPhone. And we need to get that for traveling shows. Honestly. Dude, yeah. Like when we go out, do remotes uh, outside of the, the studios proper. Oh yeah, dude, that would be dope. All right. Uh, where, where are we? We're, we're song lost number four. in it, We're lost in it right We're now. lost in the folds, man. <laughs> we're not lost in the folds, <laughs> to clarify. For anybody who's like, the fuck happened to Sunshine and Max? Where'd they go? <laughs> They'll be back uh, with a show About tentatively titled Hookers 
yeah. about the movie Hook. Yes, I think they need a better title. Suggest one. The at gmail.com. They should just call it Rufio. People think it's about the band, the punk band Rufio. Yes, because they have such a massive following. Yeah. <laughs> no, they really should call it Rufio. We should just change the name of this network to Totally Niche. We should just to- do it. Totally Niche. Totally I should niche. just rebrand after a full year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great idea. Great the RKV presents Totally Niche. Just when people are finally like figuring out where everything is. <laughs> uh, I did, I, I'll say, I'm sorry, more housekeeping. If you go to our website, thearchivee.com, I've tried to make it a little bit easier for you to find all of the different shows within the feeds. So now you got some some handy-dandy buttons at the top of each of the, the podcast feeds, and those will take you directly to the different shows, all of our little mini-series that run. That's right. And Noah made that uh, beautiful website. Using Squarespace. The wonderful vote of Squarespace. Sponsor. Not a sponsor, but hey. But uh, if anybody wants to sponsor us, I will again thearchivee at gmail.com we are but humble I gotta talk to you about amateur podcasters for for the love of the game you know yeah, what I, you were saying the second act film festival the one I was in yes they totally want like they're looking for sponsors and I said even if we couldn't come up with like the smallest amount of cash to give them as a sponsor to where they could put our name and all the shit and like we would get tickets to the film festival I would totally do a whole thing leading up like the month of August into September that we were going to be like it's sponsored by a second act just to get the word out because my friend that's uh the producer chick the one that told me about halloween to go mm-hmm. where to go to like do that um she's basically like running it this year i'm trying to get into somebody's movie but i'm going to be volunteering and helping with them and so she wants to like try and make it as big as it can be and i said dude we should totally do a podcast about it you sit down with me and talk to me about it we'll go through some of the filmmakers like i'll do my own little series on it it'll be dope so second act's coming up in october and more on that as like August rolls around. But if you want to try and come up with 250, we could totally be a sponsor and get our name out there okay. and like have people in Columbia f- realize, hey, you know, homegrown. Let's listen. Okay. Homegrown, sorry, Luke Wilson and right. Owen Wilson. Too much? Uh, yep. All right. Yep. Yeah. Mo- moving right along. Let's get back into the album. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> this is Christ. This is totally gone off the rails. We are. We are not. That's been off the rails with uh, Noah <laughs> yeah, and Gavin. has been an episode of off the rails. We are not uh, Adam Scott and Scott Ackerman, as much as I would like us to be. Yeah. And I should go Which ahead. Which one would you want to be? We got to give, not that they need a shout out, much more well known than we are. <laughs> but uh, that's that's a huge part of why I wanted to do an album by album show is after listening to you talking, you two to me. Yeah. And are you talking R-E-M, re-me? I always have to make sure I say it right. Uh those are way funnier than I could ever hope for us to be. Mm-hmm. And they do banter fantastically. They'll yeah. banter for like two hours before comedians. they even get to the track by track. Yeah, well, they're comedians, dude. Yeah, we're not. That's why I'm saying, let's get back to the structure oh, of the okay. show. Maybe you should write some jokes. I'll, alopecia, I got jokes out the ass, dude. Isn't it like a skin disease? Yes, it is. Okay, just check it. Make sure. Which Yoni has suffered from here and there. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it does. Well... We'll get into all the ailments, all all the issues. That's that's a key to understanding a lot of the lyrics. And again, oh, wait, you uh, need to be listening oh. to his podcast. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. What? It all kind of makes sense now. <laughs> Everything's coming together. It does. You you really seem like you figured something out. I God did, man. Damn it. The hooves. Okay. Listening for the hooves of the rescue party. Waiting for some ghost pony 
to glide into Berkeley with an old fishbowl full of teardrops strapped to its ghost saddle. It moves slow like an exercise bike on an airport walkway. Something that wouldn't smell like ground answer glossy magazine cologne. Tailor made for a Wes Anderson trailer. Yes. Are you, is it, are you yeah. kidding me? No, this yeah. little section? Perfect. Okay, so that's that's a little bit of the hooves. In the way that like Baba O'Reilly is tailor made for trailers too. Like regular movie people. Yes, a lot of, yeah. lot of similarities between those two songs. What? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I think of when I hear piano. Thanks for calling it Babo O'Reilly, by the way. All right. On to Fall Saddles, which, uh, spoiler alert, you'll hear a lot more about uh, in just a little bit. This recording that you're hearing is, uh, is Yoni's dad, Mr. Michael Wolf. And... Uh, a lot, a lot of interesting history there. Again, I encourage you, Gavin, listen to the podcast. The, the family episodes are some of the best. Give you a lot of background. Is his Uncle Dick Wolf ever on it? The Law and Order game? Is, no. It doesn't he, has, he has yet to have to. Is Dick Wolf still alive? I don't know. Is he? I don't know if it was like a, you know. That's like an uncle of his, right? <laughs> you start only, that rumor right here. If you're uh, related to Dick Wolf, which we in fact know that you're not. Uh, but Gavin, no, that's apparently another question mark. What do, what do we want to call him? My question mark corner? I don't know. Either. Okay. We'll, we'll move on. So we've had kind of a, a fairly light, uh, while the subject matter here and there, maybe on the darker side, or you're just sitting there like, what the hell is he actually talking about? It's been on the, the lighter side, I feel like. Yeah. And all very of a piece thus far, outside of the opener, Crush Bones, which again is very assaultive towards the end. And we transition from False Addles, which ends with, uh, again, more of the tape from Yoni's dad. It's about this cassette. Um, and what's going on here? Hello, test. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not over. Bring a needle. Now. About this cassette, yesterday I was, uh, yesterday morning. And we're about to transition into what is my favorite song on the album. This, of course, Gemini. I, I feel like this is a fan favorite for a lot of people. What's uh, the one after this? The one after that would be Waterfall. Maybe it's two after this. I can't remember the name of it, but it's are, my favorite. Are we getting to your favorite? Okay. Soon. Well, uh, Gemini, again, I don't want to step on the toes too much of Untethered Layers because I know they're going to hit a lot of these, but this is the one that really hooked me into the album when I was first listening to it, uh, where I was kind of like, nah, I'm, you know, I'm feeling it, but it's it's no alopecia. And then this one just like kind of just washed over me. I think it's one of the most like uniquely romantic songs i've ever heard it's just a great little it's like a bunch of vignettes almost of this relationship super descriptive like you can see all the great imagery 
White Castle gets name checked. We got we this got needs Blizzards. to be. We got White Castle. This is like something you hear in the montage of like every early two thousands teen movie, where the guy's like really quirky and awkward, but the girl's too hotter than he is, or like something like not Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, but like a uh, the perks of being a wallflower. This is one of those like montage movie love connection things, or like maybe a trailer for him or something like that. I feel like. That's what I I'm think of when I hear say, I feel like you're underselling it, but you, you kind of brought it back around. I, no, I, I mean, could see that for sure. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm just I'm saying gonna, if you drop this into some like romantic comedy or like some kind of like romance drama during the breakup part, part, people would get hooked and they'd be like, what the fuck is this? And they, why do I like this? And they'd have to go find out who it is. Definitely. You know? I, could, I could see it fitting. Which back in the day, they'd have to sit through the entire movie, read the, the credits, but now they've got their phone so they can just look Shazam, it up while Shazam. they're in the theater. Yeah. Um, Shazam it right there in the multiplex. But this is really, again, <laughs> the one I keyed into. I think it's got a nice steady build of the verses, and I want to go ahead and jump ahead to, uh, to verse three. Okay. listen to that line being like yeah i'm digging it i can get this (laughs) yes uh i love the the imagery of the legs like two skinny dolphins swimming great stuff uh but yeah as as a fan of uh i'm getting very personal on our y cast yoni's all about sharing shit uh as a fan of cunnilingus uh i have often wondered you know what what's she thinking right now (laughs) I never much so. care for Colonel Angus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's the question. Like, you're always like, are, am I doing a good, did pat me on the top of the head? Am I doing a good job? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm thinking about the hair <laughs> reference we just heard. Like, man, no, that's not great. Sure. But, uh, yeah, and the... Uh, that would have been when our Brazilian wax sponsor would have been a great, yeah. like, plug. Right I want there. a verb and you give me a noun. Just yeah. the, the dissonance or the frustration that sometimes in a relationship of, like, not being on the same page or on the same wavelength. Uh, and just all of it, again, it feels so, like, kind of hopelessly romantic to me, but it's tempered by, like, it's not all roses, you know? Yeah, no. Uh, and I just, I think it's a beautiful fucking song. I think the production is just note perfect on it and the way he carries the the last refrain uh of gemini and the way that carries through all of that is just amazing to me
something about there was a moth caught in the soap dish that made it a lie. That there's something about that turn of phrase that's just like really, really pleasing. I don't know. Yeah, it's really dark and strange, uh, but I, I like it. So that that is my what I feel is like really the centerpiece of the album. It's over five minutes long, and uh, I think from here we're just we're off and running. Personally, I feel like the back half just keeps up the momentum until we get to the last two tracks. And we'll get there when we get there. But for now, uh, Waterfalls, Gavin. Running a groove in your cheek Waterfalls, leaves, smooth rocks When the river dries up You can determine where a river once was Yes, by examining rocks Waterfalls, leaves, smooth rocks When the river dries up You can determine where a river once was Just by examining rocks your face never forgets a cry. Your face never forgets a cry. My face Waterfalls, what do you think? Where are you at with the album right now? I'm I mean, I'm digging it. I'm kind of, you know. How do you feel about his vocal on this? I guess is the main thing I want to know. I don't know. I've been trying to ask I've been trying to answer this question since I started listening to this album. I'm trying to figure out who he sounds like. I know that it's original and that's one of the beautiful things about it. It doesn't sound like anything I've ever heard before, which I like, but I keep feeling like there's somebody on the tip of my tongue I can't say their name that he sounds like to me i again for me there's like nobody i can really equate it to but um like maybe for a split I, second that dude from the new radicals on like one track randomly for I four seconds but that's that a great it. compliment mr greg alexander yeah the, as far as especially the, the one i'm wanting to listen the one that's time. coming up in a minute that Wish i like. he would come back to like actually making music not just producing if you're out there listening Mr. Greg Alexander. What if that's... What you want to do a whole podcast just devoted to... Maybe you've been brainwashed too, and each episode is a track. Yeah. Or I was going to say... I what definitely if, could do what if, the, what if this is like our versions, Midley Vanilli, and like he... Yoni, Yoni Wolf is like the, the figurehead, and it sounds like him, but it's really the dude from New Radicals the entire time, and nobody's caught on yet? I would love it if he's been like stealth, <laughs> just like making music with somebody. Maybe he is like... Who's I was gonna say like Dead Mouse or somebody or like Daft Punk. He's, yeah, he's one of those you just don't know. Um, anyways, I I love the. I think it's one of the more unique vocals on the album. And I was gonna say if you like this vibe, I would encourage you. It's very similar to a lot of the Jaime's Basement and Cloud Dead stuff, hmm. um, and the production to it as well. It almost feels like it could have been like an outtake from one of those records. So, yeah. um, I really really like it, and just the percussion in the background is such an interesting, just like rolling drum beat so uh moving right along we're into sand dollars 
This no. is the one I like. This is your favorite? Yeah. Yes. I honestly, I kind of, I thought this you would be You picked this favorite. for me? Yeah. And. Because here's the new Radicals Sorry, right here. I don't, don't want it. Shit right like, there, dude. Right there, just the transition. Like, yes. Yeah. Is that a River Phoenix reference? <laughs> There's a time for growing up and dying on sidewalks. Is that like River Phoenix reference? My brother said that. What? Didn't River Phoenix die on the sidewalk outside of the Viper Club? I, yeah. There'll be a time for that. Like, is that like something to inspire to? Oh, that's crazy, man. I. That's random as hell. I, I love it. <laughs> this is my this is my favorite song on this album. I just I, I it's sad I couldn't remember the name of it, but I've only listened to it twice. Sand dollars. These are selfish times. I got shellfish dimes. Yes. And sand dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I figured this one would you'd be able to lock in with it. It's got a great great groove and like, but it's still, again, they really. Maybe only once in this album really hit a traditional first chorus, first chorus structure. Maybe that's uh, why I like it. Because yeah. it's the most successful. I think it's very I think it's very palatable. I think uh the again, the back half I feel like is almost more accessible, but it's like the earlier tracks are getting you into the vibe and the headspace of everything, preparing you for what you're you're gonna get throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the album, but you're just getting it communicated with different levels of of intensity you know yeah. some are a little bit more poppy and like bright but i think they're all really i mean comparatively speaking i think when we get to alopecia even though i still i personally feel like that's still the most accessible even though dawood seems to think that maybe this is mm-hmm. i think alopecia has a, a more darker brooding tone overall compared to this but I think that's why I initially like got into it a little bit more, and it being attached, of course, to Bellflower, which yeah. is a very dark, brooding movie. I'm gonna watch Bellflower. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it as well again. before we record Alopecia. So more on that in the future. Uh, now this is uh, Speech Bubbles, which I thoroughly enjoy, and the only reason I'm not gonna say much is because I know this is one of Dobbit's favorites. So, so we'll move right along. Now we're into Whispers into the Other. Which I thought might be your number two. I think this has the accessibility of Sand Dollars and is a little more just like an angsty breakup song. A lot of people want to identify the whole album as a breakup album. I don't think that necessarily comes through on every yeah. single track, yeah. but this one in particular.
album about a breakup what's that i mean overall is this album about a breakup uh yes of note to me like this is one of the few that like fades out almost like a you know 60s or 70s song yeah it's it just, does like, feel more keeping going we're just we're just fading them out yeah um but yeah i just feel like it's a it's a good angsty like kick in the face sort of song it's got a great yeah like, no this is probably my that's probably my second favorite yeah. uh and now, uh, we're into Act 5, which is a standout for me. Uh, one of the darkest songs on the record, uh, unless you find the, the final song darker. But just immediately, you can feel the, like, okay, we're going somewhere different right now. Yeah. Very haunting intro. but a little bit of a meditation on death yeah growing old uh mentions trying to steal his handsome from old photos of his his papa uh we we have a, a paw or papa as you named him mm-hmm. uh very handsome guy in his own right back in the day but uh that that concept of looking at old photographs and like oh well, maybe if i just stop myself this way like oh okay okay um I like that, but it's overall just a kind of kind of a downer. Uh, very bleak and interesting that it's like we're we're very close to the end of this record, and it kind of takes a, quite the dark turn, if you will. And uh, let's let's move right in to the to the finale. Together 
so again very very dark and moody and we build to the final thrust of the album here we are to lounge on like very bleak outlook on on what might happen to you after you go where do you feel about like that's that's where he leaves us essentially as as Dawood and Rachel talked about he's not concerned with uh, keeping you comfortable uh, and I, I don't think he tries to do that at any point in this album and particularly again leaving you on this note which I, I love the swell and the build, it's a total great, like, slow burn closer. You could see it being a great, like, set closer live as well. And I I love it, uh, but I'll, I'll stop talking. Your thoughts? You know, most of everything up until this point, even some of the stuff that gets a little out there for me, I was it's like... like a hopeful tinge there's to like, it. Yeah. Which, yeah, that's why listening to this one, again, I talk about... I, th- I think you could resequence it a bit. Maybe take some of those first, uh, you know two through five essentially layer them a little differently throughout the album but i i like it as it stands yeah and i like that it's not a not a comforting thing by the end of it it's it's I definitely like an it emotional definitely... journey and whether you whether you relate to it directly or not i feel like there are individual moments in each track that i just find like musically beautiful individual lines in every song that just like floor me with how well written they are. That's what I was. That's yeah. that's what the main the main crux of what I got through this whole thing was. Like I said earlier, I don't know what's going on. I need to be told stuff because I'm a Neanderthal. But there are little flashes of like, holy shit, that's brilliant. Yeah, you know what I mean? I know, I mean? And that's dope. And I feel like this ends. Guy, I know you are. Yeah. Well, like, I more feel so like, than you know, just the sound of something. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, like the sound. That's the other thing too. Like the thing, the reason why I kind of liked uh, Sand Dollars, and then the one right after it. 
I, I could hear the music with the guitar and the vibe. I got like a little twins of like explosion in the sky or like some other band that I just, I dig the music itself. And that's the thing throughout all this we've said, or I've talked about like, oh, I don't understand the lyrics, anything like that. Musically, this thing is brilliant. It's, it's like on point. I've never, I've, the way the sounds used, the space it creates, I'm like, not so much in a comfort zone, but there's still twinges of that in each song that I'm like, I, I can, I can dig, I can find, you know, if I listen to it, you know, on a road trip or multiple times, it would probably be one of those that's, but that's like, I think I've talked about it before. That's my process. It's like anything new that I listen to, it doesn't matter whether I put it on walking around or if it's just like something I'm listening to, to get ready in the morning, it's going to have to go from one to you know, what is this, 10, 11 tracks, 13 tracks? How many tracks is this? 12. 12. Yeah, so it's going to have to go to 1 to 12, 1 to 15, 1 to 10, however many tracks are. It's going to have to go there from start to finish in my car for me to, like, get it and for me to, like, get into it and feel it and be involved with it because that's just, like, my process. Yeah. But I feel like it rides out, and I feel like if you were to start the next album right after it, it blends to me. Because I listen you to the, definitely do that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, overall, I give it seven wolves out of ten. <laughs> okay. We're gonna give, we'll give stuff wolves for this. Is that what you want to do? Sure. Yeah. That's what. The, or no, seven sunsets. What am I thinking? Of course. Seven sunsets. I give it seven sunsets out of ten. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm a little closer to like an eight. Yeah. If we're, if we're going on a rating scale, I wasn't quite prepared to do this. Oh shit! Whoops. So this is totally off the cuff, but. Yeah, I think it's essential uh, part of their discography. I, mm-hmm. I think it is a fantastic album. But I I do think if I was starting somebody from scratch with them, I would start them with alopecia. I mean, that's that's where I started. That was my gateway. Yeah, I feel different in all this. I feel like a weirdo because I've, I've heard everybody like, oh, I start with alopecia. And I'm like, yeah. I know what made me listen to this well, first. I that's the story for a lot of people, but I mean... There's tons of their fans that would tell you Elephant Eyelash. Like, that's that's where it's at, you know? So Why is it called Elephant Eyelash? What's, um, is there any significance will, to that? If you believe Wikipedia, which I don't know if I entirely do, because it's quoted from apparently an interview with Yoni, but when you click on the citation, like, there's nothing there. Uh-huh. I don't know if the interview's just not linked anymore. But uh, apparently an Elephant Eyelash refers to an erection. His, his own personal slang. You know, if there's any truth to that, uh, let us know. And if Wikipedia is full of shit, uh, tell, tell somebody to get on that. I don't know how we fix stuff like that. Can anybody just put anything, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, we'll fix it immediately. But I, as far as I know, it's an erection. I don't know. We do have one other reference to, to elephants and uh, whispers into the other, about whispering into an elephant's ear. Yeah. Which I, I had thought about that. If you have any questions for... Uh, Dalwood and Rachel, who we're about to hear from in just a moment or two. Uh, we, we, we whisper into the other. Do you have any whispers into the other? Anything you want to know, possibly, for next episode? What's your what's your my burning la- My lingering questions from this album yeah. that'll be answered. Whoa, God. I wonder if that caught. I think that is the thunder telling us it's time to, to, to wrap up our end of the recording. Yeah, the I got to get the hell out of Dodge. But, uh, I'm going to have to drive through this all the way back. This is going to be fun. Yes, and I can listen uh, to alopecia the entire way. You should definitely. That foreboding sense of just like dread of going into the unknown. I, I mean, I don't mean to oversell it that way. It's, uh, oh, God. I, I can't wait for. I'm not going to say a word about it. I'm just going to listen to it. 
and you're not going to hear a damn thing until the mics are rolling. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I promise. And I, I, I promise I will come more loaded for bear with, with notes, insights, yeah. possible jokes. Uh, we're, we'll st- we're still figuring it out here. Yeah. Uh, so if you have any suggestions for segments that you'd like to see in the future, uh, anything we're like totally fucking up on, mm-hmm. let us know. That's, that's part of why we have untethered layers so that the experts can tell us like, yeah, so you guys got this wrong or you fucked up on this day. Yeah. These so fucking idiots. Yeah. Um, why are you guys doing this podcast? <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Cause me first, give me, give me that's one. I don't know. I saw that in the comments You're and I was like, cause I, cause I asked you to. Yeah. No. Well, I saw that in the comments and I was, I remember texting him like, dude, we got to do this. If somebody like, else had this I, idea, I already talked. He was like, dude, I already handled it. Dude. They're going to be co-hosts. I was like, Oh, okay. All right. Uh, cool. So, so without further ado, let's go uh, deeper on elephant eyelash with some untethered layers. start talking about your favorite song yeah yeah, yeah that works uh you, you go first i've been talking Me? a lot yeah oh. yeah um well I, I think that personally um my favorite well my favorite song probably would be gemini be, birthday okay, song yeah. i think that is a lot of people's favorite song mm-hmm. off of this album it's just so beautiful mm-hmm. and i can't necessarily i don't want to speak completely for yoni or for the songwriters mm-hmm. um but i but i personally feel like it's such a beautiful song about a relationship Mm -hmm. even if it's not necessarily um straightforward happy Mm -hmm. and there there are a lot of parts in it that talk about the the struggle of of being together perhaps Mm -hmm. but um especially that line i think a lot of people use uh the you know different sides of the globe yeah if we're on different sides of the earth we'll we'll keep our veins tangled yeah like a pair of mic cables And me personally being like in a long distance relationship for several years. And I, I think even if that, that line isn't necessarily literal, mm-hmm. um, I think that there's just so many beautiful lines in that song that, that kind of describe such a personal relationship with a lover. Yeah, I definitely agree. And it's one of the few Y songs through their, you know, relatively, uh, through Yoni's at least, his, his relatively extensive discography. That is, I think you could probably comfortably categorize it as a love song. Like you said, there aren't a whole bunch of, uh, like, it's not necessarily straightforward about, like, you know, like, I love you and, like, crooning yeah, for a person. it's not necessarily happy or sad. It's just, it's just it's, I think it's a very honest look uh, at, at the way that somebody feels in a relationship. And that's why I think, and uh, there's another, the, there, there's really only other one, maybe two songs that I can think of throughout all of their records that are, like, so deeply about a relationship and one of them is gm hearts ab which is on the golden tickets ep um which i don't necessarily count because it is uh almost like a recounting of somebody else's love story and i don't want to get off too much on 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 other albums because i know this is going to be a a recurring thing where i kind of just go on tangents but um that's why i don't really count uh gm hearts ab as like a why love song because it is just like I learned about a fan and their love for somebody else and I wrote about it Yeah. versus yeah. something that's so obviously deeply, deeply personal to Yoni. Um, and like I said, I can't really think of any other songs that are that, that just straightforwardly like, this is like, this is how I feel about the relationship. And like I said, I think it's a really honest and like natural 
um, look, not necessarily an ugly look, but like it's not as beautified um, in a lot of senses that other love songs are, um, which is why I think it's a really, really, it's e it's easy to feel deeply related to that song because it's harder to relate to, like I said, just like cookie cutter, um, yeah, uh, beautified, glorified love yeah. songs. Like they're they're nice to listen to, but this is something that you can actually relate to, especially like you said, yeah, with the with the long distance relationship. Yeah, yeah, and I think another thing that I'll say really quickly is that. Um, I I don't necessarily when I listen to music or when I'm trying to get into music I don't necessarily always listen to the lyrics mm -hmm. that's not usually my first thing that I look for I know a lot of some people do some people don't I usually look for you know just basically the melody mm -hmm. or the sound of the song so b but even just the sound of that song like we were just listening to that to this album in the car, in the car earlier yeah. and and Gemini comes on and I'm just oh it's, it's just so beautiful yeah when it starts, it's just it's just know? really nice to listen to as, yeah. as one of the songs uh, on the record what what else I think you had another track that you want to talk about. Another right? track, yeah. Well, probably one of my other favorites would be Crush Bones. Uh -huh. Just because, well, I think, obviously, um, the first song on an album is so important. Yeah. I was talking about this with my sister mm -hmm. uh, a couple days ago, actually. Um, especially, you know, prior to digital era music. Yeah. When you would get an album, you didn't know what it was going to sound like. And what's the new era going to be? Yeah. And, and you, you put it in the, you know, tape player or the record player or CD player. And the first song comes on, and I think the beginning of Crush Bones is so strong. Yeah, and so it's got a, th that that record definitely has a really good first impression. Really, yeah. really, really good first song, um, and it starts off with that kind of light nostalgic mm -hmm. feel, but but there's there's a little bit of a creepy undertone, yeah. which all of Y has, yeah, which is why I like them so much, and it really builds to that mm -hmm. kind of, you know. You know that part, the the, the crush bones. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. It, it definitely builds up to an intensity of whenever he says uh, to an, uh, whenever he's talking about the riders on the tube tie razors yes. to their yeah, elbows. Yeah, yeah, yeah that so part. It's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, it's, and some some of the some of the like with the intensity of the song. The lyrics the go lyrics to match really in intensity, yeah. And even throughout the rest of the song, you know, he's talking about, you know, the um, the sirens yelp like a helpless dog with yeah. his paw steps on. Like you said, it does kind of have a creepy undertone, but violent. definitely, yeah. like, I think a pretty good indication of how the rest of his discography is going, uh, like, will sound. Um, even through alopecia or through moms and stuff like that. Like, he... he Yoni isn't somebody who's worried about keeping a listener comfortable, which yeah. is something that I really enjoy. Yes. Yeah, well, well again, re-listening... Mm -hmm to this album the other day um it's something that makes why so unique is their songs don't have a really um comfortable pattern mm -hmm. to them it's not just verse chorus verse chorus yeah. or it, it, even if it is it's it's a really unique way mm -hmm. you don't really know exactly what is going to come next yeah. in the song and that's what i like so much about about why and that's why i like elephant eyelash in particular and like i said in the context of this um in the context of this record uh, and where Yoni was before, like I said, a lot of his lyrics were very abstract and almost just like, you can tell that he got an arts degree. You can tell he took creative <laughs> writing classes because a lot of it is just, no, because a lot of it is just like, almost just like abstract poetry put to dissonant beats uh, with earlier stuff that he and did, I mean, like Oakland, yeah. What exactly, and so, and yeah, exactly. And so, like you said, it's not necessarily like a comfortable pattern. Um, that's one of my favorite parts about his music. Um, that's why one of my favorite eras is like pre-Elephant Eyelash, like right before, because like I said, it was very sample heavy. It was very uh, produced. Uh, he didn't have a full band at the time, so he was doing a lot of the, the beats and stuff himself. 
Um, and so he had the the sort of creativity to just do whatever the fuck he wanted to do, you know, and he could just like, like you said, it was just some of it is very dissonant. A lot of his side projects are just like so wild. Like the and like I said, Elf and Eyelash, I think, is one of the more accessible albums. But if you go like a few albums back, like yeah. you, you like at that point, if you're already into wild music, that's cool. Like you'll you'll enjoy it. But that's probably not the best place to start if no, you're just trying to get I it. struggle with some of the early. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. Um, what is it? The uh, our neighbor's daughter. Oh, you think no, that? that's <laughs> a, Rachel. Rachel uh, <laughs> thinks that uh, that. What is it? It, it, it frightens you. Is that yeah, what it is? It's yeah, terrifying. it's terrifying. It's it's a, it's a scary. It's a creepy. Yeah. On, well, that's not on Elf and Eyelash. Yeah, no, it's on, on it's on Oakland. Oakland. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. But um, he he didn't really have to worry about you know putting himself in uh, right, in, in right. boundaries or whatever. Well, how about you go ahead and talk about some of your favorite tracks? I will. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, so a couple this, a couple of my favorite tracks off of Elf and Eyelash are tied to the very specific feeling of nostalgia. I think mm-hmm. that's, I mean, pretty comfortable to say. Most people's favorite tracks are uh, uh, a track that they have a very heavy personal connection to. Um, and I talked about a very specific memory of like me listening to uh, music like while it was raining and I was going to, I was on the bus to go to school. And Speech Bubbles, like it, it brings that feeling out so deeply literally every single time I listen to it. Like that was just one offhand day that I was listening to music on the way to school, but I'm literally... That's that was six years ago, and anytime that song comes on, I'm just immediately like put in that in that feeling again. And I think um, it's not necessarily for me; it's tied to that memory. But I feel like that song has a really certain power of nostalgia. Um, a lot of the a lot of the lyrics are really beautiful, really poetic. Like I said, um, it it still harkens back a little bit to his stuff before uh, Elephant Eyelash, but with a more focused, robust sound of a full band. Um, and so that th- that song has such powerful imagery to me. That song, like the the line where he says, um, "Is it rain is confession?" Yeah, yeah. That that whole part. And now these empty breaths reflect the feedback of headlights, push leaves, and coffee cups to lower altitudes and gutters. Rain is confession. Weather and we become booths of prayer if we let us. And I think it was something you said about having like a nice rhythm to it like that that song really uh, that part of the song goes really up and down and up and down in like a really soothing way that really cements it um in that point in my memory because it, it just goes so well i think with autumn particularly i think you and i like both agreed that that autumn is a very uh special uh season for that album um but that's why i love that song so much honestly just because like it it brings such old memories back so strongly every single time and it's just a beautiful song to listen to like the, the lyrics like i said are beautiful um a little bit more abstract than uh the his the wise later releases alopecia mclean um they still they still have their own very he still has his own very particular way of writing but i think this is one of the one of the last records that yoni put out that has that very specific writing that I do love so much. It's mm. it's that abstract poetry. It's that like I'm not trying to fit this into anything. I'm just gonna say really beautiful shit, and then I'll, I'll I'll put like beats out or put you know instruments around it. Um, and then my other one of my other favorite tracks uh, is Fall Saddles. And see, I that's not one of my favorites. It's not. And I know that I've always thought it was interesting that, mm-hmm. that that one you love that one so much. Yeah. And it, I mean, he even said he says my name. He does. I was about to say, yeah, <laughs> you, you should love that song because this is Rachel in it. But um, no, I love that song so much because it. I, and you you talked a little bit earlier about not really listening to lyrics mm-hmm. th- or not really like 
looking for le- exactly yeah. uh whenever you're listening to it. that is my biggest thing is like i'll really? go in and i will like i'm like i will pull up genius annotations as soon as i start listening to like a first song just because i want to see like where i'm very interested in an artist's creative process i'm very interested in where their head was at that very particular time and i think that is a really really good indication of where yoni's head was even not at the time that he was writing it but um just at a point in his life and it's uh references something in his life that he doesn't reference as heavily as he references himself and it's his family so the song is about his uh like there's uh samples in this song the very beginning and then throughout the middle and i think the end um they're all taken from a track that his father wrote years and years ago oh. for his now wife yoni's mother uh rachel okay uh I, and see, s- I didn't realize that. yeah so um the the samples that you hear at the beginning of the of the song in the middle that's all something that that's that's all off of a off of a tape that yoni found that his father had recorded and the whole song is about his dad pretty much it's about um you know he, he's got this this line where he says you carry god like a bouquet of balloons you carry God like a bouquet of balloons. Yeshua whispered in your ear, be your next move. Come on, get on the train. And then Yeshua whispered in your ear, your next move. Go on, get on the train. That was literally like his, uh, just uh, a, a, re- a retelling. Uh, no, it was a retelling of his father's life. Like he wow. he moved, um, was moved by what he felt like God was telling him to do, basically. And so he said, you know, you carry God like a bouquet of balloons. And then he told you your next move, get on the train, you know, move to wow. Cincinnati. And I, like I said, I'm very interested in the creative process and what makes an artist be the artist that they are that like at that moment in time. And I think it's, it's one of the, it's one of the only like looks that you get into his relationship with his family. Um, I can't really think of any other ones uh, throughout the rest of his discography where he he discusses like his like somebody in his family so blatantly. A lot of his songs are very personal, and that's why I like that's why I like his lyrics because it's like very honest and it's very open and it's very about him. Um, but this is one of the uh, since one of my biggest things is figuring out uh, why an artist is the way that they are and like how they came up and what made them what shaped them to write the way that they do. Um, that's why False Idols is so is so special to me, and also because I think I'm just like a really vaguely spiritual person. And even though it does reference God and references Yeshua, um, and it's very obvious, you know, that, that his father was a messianic uh, rabbi, um, it's easy for me to relate to on vague terms in terms of spirituality and just like kind of being pushed by the flow of, you know, wherever life takes me and stuff like that. So it's it's deeply personal to me. And I know it's deeply personal to um, Yoni for a very different reason. And I think that's one of my favorite things about any songwriting is that if a song can make somebody feels so strongly in a different way than somebody else does like that's a really really good powerful song to me yeah but we just i just talked a lot i'm very sorry it's okay so thank you uh again so much to noah and uh, gavin for having us on this episode of when the sun sets east i believe this uh this segment is going to be called untethered layers um so Join us, I guess, next time for another segment of Untethered Layers. Yeah, I'm very thank you excited. So much. Yeah, thank you. Um, the next episode, as far as I know, will be about alopecia, um, which is if you thought I had a lot of words about this album, <laughs> I have an infinite amount for alopecia because, like I said, and like you said, it was the first album that you know that we listened most, to. Most people got into. Um, yeah. And I think this was that. That's probably the album that like we became friends through, at least in terms of why, um, because it was something that was at the time I would say our favorite album. Yes. Um, 
thank you thank again you. um really appreciate it and i will see you guys next time So, so hopefully we didn't step on the toes too much yeah. of, uh, of any of their favorite tracks. We'll, tr- we'll try and time that out. And again, like, should we include them in the body of the track by track as we're going through? If you guys think it should be structured differently, let us know. If there's more things you want to know from, from us personally or from Dawood and Rachel, uh, you can reach them on Instagram. Uh, Rachel is at rachel.rat, if I'm not mistaken. I'm, I'm confirming that as we speak. How many T's? Just just one T. Okay, so it's not like the band. Rachel.rat. Okay. That's her Instagram. Uh, she's got some lovely artwork up there that you guys can go check out. Maybe we can get her to do uh, some artwork for the show, potentially. Yeah. I just thought about that right now. Can uh, she draw us an elephant's eyelash? She probably could. Yeah. She's got a lot of cool portraits on here. You should go check it out. Uh, and uh, Mr. Dawood is... Uh, I'm going to go with Natarath uh, on Instagram. That's N-A-D-U-R-A-T-H, Natarath. So uh, if you want to get in touch with them for anything on the untethered layers end of things, if you want to get in touch with me personally or the network as a whole, it's at the Arc of E Network uh, on Instagram, at the Arc of E on Twitter, and of course you can reach me at thearcofe at gmail.com. Gavin, where can people find you? I the, am uh, social media. Ginger Beard Stop. Man. Ginger Beard Man with two ends. Somebody beat me to it. Uh, I'm Star Bro on Twitter, and I I used kinda, to do the Facebook. Kinda runs the arc of you Facebook. I don't. I don't think we should. I think we should just leave it in the dust. Get off the Facebook, man. Sure. Unplug. Go to Twitter. Go to Instagram. <laughs> We're, we, we are on Twitter and we are on Instagram. Yeah. Twitter's been lacking a little bit. Uh, sunshine's in the busy season. It's, mm-hmm. it's summer. It's when he actually gets busy, surprisingly. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's it's still there. I pretty much just regram everything from, from Instagram on that feed as well. Oh, yeah. So, I put all my stuff from Instagram yeah. on my Twitter, we're, too. We're so. out there. You can follow along. And again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I, I hope we somewhat lived up to expectations whatever those were uh but i guess we'll know what happens with the numbers <laughs> yeah uh, we get yeah, on the sound of one one you, subscriber if you absolutely hate this well, please feel free to let us know uh one thing that we do ask that you do please if you are listening and you're happen to listen on itunes you go over there you give us a little rate and review on the music arc feed and uh if you want to check out any of our other podcasts they're they're linked in there in the uh, associated or things you also might like uh category so, and if uh, you're listening to this, you've probably already done it. But if you haven't, go buy all of these fucking albums. Like, as much as I've been like, I have no idea the fact that there's somebody who's been able to produce this kind of like, just yes. don't and give a fuck we, what you think. I'm gonna do, put my own music out there, kind of thing. That that you got to give credit where yeah. credit's due. I can't play and music to save my life. Neither can you. But we can talk yes, about it. We are professional. Excuse me. Professional, professional hanger definitely in quotes. I was going to say amateur hanger appreciators. Yeah, uh, as high fidelity, I think, coined the term. Boom. But yeah, those who can't do uh, talk about those who can. Apparently, yeah. God. So yes, uh, thank you, uh, listeners. Uh, thank you to Yoni for the initial support and getting it out there. I, I hope you enjoy this, sir. Uh, if you absolutely hate it, or if you think my brother's an asshole, feel free to let me know. Uh, sometimes I do. Uh, and I'd love to know about your and Josiah's like 
internal dynamic in the band. Like, do you guys fight? Because sometimes we fight, just not usually on mic. We yeah, usually no. save that shit for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't really fight that much. Not anymore. No, we used to. Yeah. God, we used Little to. Kids, oh god, we oh, wrestled. We're fucking terrible. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll sh- we it, should definitely come up with a regular segment. De- give us a title for this, people, where we just recount uh, stories of our our childhood, our brotherhood together. Yeah, I think that could be interesting. I'm sure they'll just organically come about. Oh, of course. But we can be like, oh, is this an episode of? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So come up with a title or somebody else who's a lot smarter than us. But uh, thank you for joining us on this journey through Elephant Eyelash. Thank you again to Dawood and Rachel. Really glad to have you guys along for the journey. If anybody else is interested in uh, helping with the podcast or guesting at some point, you know, right now we've got a solid five episodes planned and probably a finale after that. If things go well, maybe we keep this thing going for a bit. Maybe we go into all the side projects. You know, we, we'll we see what happens. Let us know. But until next week when we'll be back with alopecia for... Why not, Noah? Let's just do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was waiting, right but you now, kept talking. Yes, right now it's at 2. No, no, not today. I meant like, why not keep going into the ether? Yes. Why, into why, this terrible into storm. The other, gonna, yeah, into the other. Into the other. Into the other. Okay. Stay tuned next week to where I yes. explain how awesome the other side of Florida is in something related to an Instagram post I saw from the gentleman and his band we've been talking about. I'm looking forward to it. Great gonna, teaser. Everybody's going to show up next week for that. Just for that. Just tune out. for that. Uh, yes. So back next week, uh, which will be, holy shit, July 4th. Yeah. So celebrate American independence with one of the most unique independent uh, voices out there. Is that a simile? Is that what that is? Sure. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Really no. I did not take creative writing. Okay. Unfortunately. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's why you don't know what this means as much as I don't know. That's cool. Yeah. We're gonna, we are we seriously have to wrap now because I'm losing my voice. I could see in like, like you know, next month we we sign up for like creative writing classes. Like, now we're going to learn it all. And we just don't <laughs> learn a goddamn thing. Like, I still don't get what any of this shit means. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's throw night school on top of all, this all the shit stuff. we do. Yeah, let's definitely do that. Great, that decision. would be great. Until next week, people. Thank you for sticking with us this long. If you have, if you have not, shut this off. Uh, it's somewhere in the last forty-five minutes. Thank you. Uh, I have been Noah, and I have been Gavin, and we've been the Blanchard Brothers, and we'll see you next week. When, when the, the sun, sun sets, sets east. east. When the sun sets east, don't forget me. dope man i mean i don't know how many people quit after the whole afi thing but it, it's oh you lost so many listeners. yeah I, yeah it's all downhill from here oh yeah well <laughs>